Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, 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 hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day to all, all you lovebirds out there. I hope you have a wonderful day with your significant other. Especially happy Valentine's Day to my wonderful wife. She, of course, won't listen and doesn't care about football, which makes us even more compatible. It works out much better. But I need to dig up some flowers or something here before she gets home from work. Gotta do something, man. Anyways, so... Today, as I told you, uh, one of my loves, especially as a kid, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be our uh, focus of our off-season you know, uh, overviews like we did yesterday with Atlanta, like we did late last week with New England, and like we did a couple weeks ago with the Packers. Uh, we'll be counting down 32-1, to 1, and then we'll do the teams that don't have a, a, a draft pick in the first round. Well, I guess we'll just plug them in where they would have been. Whatever. I'm not real concerned about that order. But before we get started on that, the teams are going to be able to start franchising players here very, very soon. And for those of you that don't know what that means, that means they slap the franchise tag on a potential free agent. When that player signs that that deal, which they inevitably do, sometimes they bitch and moan about it, but inevitably they will sign it. Uh, they get a guaranteed contract. doesn't matter if they get injured, if they get cut, whatever. As soon as they sign that, their contract is guaranteed. And they are the average of the top five players at their respective positions. So it's a pretty good deal. you know. And then they become a free agent after the year. You know, Most guys don't like it. They want the huge payday. I certainly get that. But again, it's not such a terrible deal to get guaranteed big money and... You know, no, there you have it. Yeah, that, that's going to be happening soon. That's one of the next things to happen in the process. Uh, the cuts are going to continue to come in. Guys like Jennings and Cruz are some of the recent ones. Um, I just want to give you a few names that I think could be getting the franchise tag. Some long shots to me are Ricky Wagner. And that sounds crazy. I mean, to me, he's a... I think we talked about this on Twitter Thursday yesterday, last week. To me, he's an above-average right tackle. But you can't you can't let those guys go. You know it's 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 amazing. But I don't think he warrants getting the franchise tag amongst you know being a top five offensive tackle for paydays. But he would be a big deal if if lost. So again, I think that's a long shot. I think I'd give Melvin Ingram about fifty fifty of returning. It sounds like they're going to run more of a Seattle-type defense, and I'm not exactly sure where he fits in. He's gotten a little bit lighter over the years. I think he's more of a 3-4 outside linebacker. But they could certainly make spot for him. I mean, and he's a really good player in L.A., used to be San Diego. Um, It would be a shame to let him walk for nothing, although you get a high comp pick because he is going to be highly sought after. Terrell Pryor... I just wrote an article about this last week. I think he will end up getting it. I'm not sure he quite deserves it. 
But the Browns have so much money, you can't let this guy leave. Just learning the position, uh, I think you got to keep him around. Try to keep him a long-term deal. I think he'll end up getting it. Do the Bengals consider using the franchise tag on Whitworth just to keep him for one more year? Maybe. Or Zeitler? I mean, their offensive line's in shambles right now. That They're always bad at center. Right tackle is a big problem. Their left tackle, Whitworth, is up. And their best guard, Zeitler's up. So you can't afford those guys to go. I mean, if you franchise Whitworth and somehow could lock up Zeitler to a long-term deal, he wouldn't be hit so hard. But, man, that's rough to me. Um, another one I don't think will get it is Stephon Gilmore from the Bills, a corner. Um, you know, if they're installing a Carolina-like defense, we saw it with Josh Norman last year, they're not going to put a massive premium in terms of cap space on corners. And he's his, his brand name's probably a little better than he is as a, as a player overall. Alshon Jeffrey. I would franchise him if I were the Bears. They have a lot of cap space. Can't afford for him to leave. Interesting one, though. I mean, he's volatile. You know, I mean, there's a lot of risk-reward with him. He could hit big for you. I think if he hits the open market, he won't return to Chicago, and he'll make big money. So I would lock him up if I were the Bears. I think the Patriots will do the same with Dante Hightower, if need be. I don't think they can afford to let him walk. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um... Eric Berry, could he get it again? It goes up in the second year in a row. You know, you pay him more than the than he did last year when they franchised him. I would think you still want to, but it seems to me that the Chiefs don't love him as much as all of us seem to love him. But they also have Don Terry Poe up. I don't think Poe's a, an option for the franchise tag. But I think Barry's probably a 60% chance. JPP's another situation. He got franchised last year. He would get a bump. Is he worth that bump? That's an awful lot to invest in a defensive line if you do. But it was an awful lot last year, and that's their theory. I would say him and Barry are 50-50, 60-40 in their favor. Uh, this next group pretty much, I think, are done deals. You know, Chandler Jones from Arizona, I think he'll get it. I think K1 Short from the Panthers will get it. And I absolutely think Kirk Cousins and Le'Veon Bell are going to get it. So... That is the franchise tag situation. You'll be reading about guys getting tagged here in the next few days, next week or so. Keep an eye out. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. So, I had finished last segment talking about Le'Veon Bell. He is an upcoming free agent. Uh, they are going to slap him with the tag. There's no question in my mind. And deal with that situation a year from now or... Through spring, you know, through spring training, through training camp, and you got a lot more time than to figure that out. Uh, overall, this is maybe the best I can remember the Steelers sitting on Valentine's Day, give or, you know, that at any point of uh, in recent memory, in terms of they have a lot of cap space. I don't think they have massive needs. You know that usually 
you know, last year, like, boy, they better draft a corner really high and a safety and a defensive lineman. And, like, they can get away with what they have, but they're in a good shape, in a good shape to reinforce their roster. I would bet that they bring one guy of, you know, prominence from outside the organization, which is what they did last year with Ladarius Green. That didn't work out, and he's the one guy that there's going to be a decision on, do you cut him or not? You know, because you would save some cap space. Do you trust him to stay healthy? Jesse James is okay. Really good tight end draft. Maybe your first-round pick is a tight end. Uh, they have some guys down the roster I think they like, you know, a reasonable amount. David Johnson's also a free agent. He's more of a blocking tight end, but I would think you could get him back for cheap. My hunch is you give Green another year. If they don't, I think it'll be medically based. But he would be the one guy that isn't a UFA whose contract is maybe in jeopardy. So, you look at the offense. Ben set. he can say whatever he wants. He's not retiring anytime soon, I don't think. But his backup, Landry Jones, is a free agent. And is Landry Jones good? No. He's not. Um, but he knows the system. He's probably a middle-of-the-road to, or worse, backup. And backup quarterbacks are weak right now around the league. But do you want to enter camp with, or do you want to enter the draft with just Ben and basically nothing? Or do you go sign, I was on the radio yesterday and they asked me, do you go sign Josh McCown for a one-year deal? You know, something like that. Just to kind of sit there as a, a placeholder behind Ben. Don't give him a ton of money. Two million, three million, something like that. Or do you give Landry two years and five million? That'll be an interesting decision because I think ideally you'd love to draft one kind of high this year, you know, to groom eventually behind Ben and maybe even in the first round. I don't, I'm not predicting that, um, but maybe a second or third round type guy. Even if you did bring back Jones or if you signed a McCown type guy. Um, so that will be interesting. I mean, it, it, I know it's a backup quarterback. It's not super duper interesting. But it'll be interesting how they handle that, and it'll reflect also what they think long-term Ben's situation is. And I don't have any inside scoop on this, but I would bet you if we're doing the Locked On NFL podcast three years from now, I'll be talking about Ben as a starting quarterback here in Pittsburgh. Running back situation is a little hairier. I mentioned Bell. He's going to be back. He's only 24 years old. I think he's the best back in the league. But D'Angelo Williams is 33, and he's been decent. You know, can you bring him back on a one-year deal and then in a really rich running back draft, maybe use a second or third round pick at that position? You know, with, with the thoughts of Lev could be gone after this year. You know, you know Tomlin is going to ride him into the ground again. And then they also have a wild card in, in Carlos Williams. Remember him from the Bills? They've been kind of just sitting on him. His brother's on the team, Vince Williams. I think he's a talented player as your number two. You know, I mean, if he was Le'Veon's backup this year and maybe he's a fourth-round pick on a running back. So, overall, they have options here. And, and Williams is intriguing to me. Carlos Williams, not D'Angelo as much. Um, D'Angelo could be one of those guys that sits around a free agency for a while, camp starts, and then you call him up, you know, and he comes in the second week of camp and he's a fan favorite around here and... Uh, beloved by his teammates. So maybe that's the case there. Um, I had mentioned the tight end situation. 
If they bring back Green, do you still draft one high if you love one? I wouldn't think that's the end of the world. As many t- double and triple tight end sets you see in the NFL now. Uh, if they release Green, I think that the tight end goes right to the top of the list of needs for the Steelers. I don't think he'll be released. And again, I think Jesse James is a number two, a, a solid player, certainly not special. What's interesting here, and I'm not sure there's another team in the league that I feel this way about, this might be, I'm a big believer that every year you draft an offensive lineman. And we've talked many times here about offensive line shortage in the NFL. You can't afford to go a year without bringing a new guy into the building, see where he's at. The Steelers might be the only team in the league, and this goes for Dallas too. Dallas is going to lose their starting guard, Leary, that could probably just sit on their hands. You know, they, they drafted a tackle out of LSU I like a lot last year in the fourth round. Um, he's a developmental player. They've got some depth here, some young guys that are they've groomed and are playing really well. Uh, Cody Wallace was the center when Pouncey was out two years ago. He's a free agent. He's 32 years old. I think he leaves. And basically, I think you just kind of stay where you are with one of the league's best offensive lines, which is a luxury that very few teams have. You know, I mean, teams with good lines, even like the Packers, could be standing to lose a couple players. And like I said, Dallas. And so I think most teams are going to be saying, boy, we better bring a lineman or two into the building. Pittsburgh might be one of the few that doesn't. So that's a nice luxury item, too, on draft day when linemen are falling and you're happy and you're checking them off the list and there's a safety you love or whatever that's you know skyrocketing up the board or still there for you. We didn't talk wide receiver. That's the last position to really discuss on this side of the ball. Antonio Brown wants money. He wants paid. I think that'll happen. There's been crazy rumblings he might get traded here. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Uh, his attitude seems to need adjusted a little bit. Um, but I think they'll lock him up and he'll be a foundation player for you know, the next three, four years. He worries me a little bit, though, that when the, the the end does come for him, it could come quicker than it does for bigger receivers. Uh, Marcus Wheaton is sure to move on. And I think he could be a nice pickup for somebody. You know, as a third, fourth receiver, kind of fell out of favor here. Had some bad luck go against him, too. Um, but I think Wheaton... We'll find a home and be a productive contributor somewhere else. Um, do the Steelers look to draft a receiver? I don't know. I mean, I still have a lot of hope for Sammy Coates. And, and he had, I think he's having sports hernia surgery today. He had surgery on his hands that were supposedly pretty mangled. Um, so I think his injuries were a lot more telling than people realize. And if you go back and watch the first month of the season, he was a productive, scary, outside-the-numbers deep threat. And hopefully, you get Martavis Bryant back, who, I don't know if we've talked to Martavis Bryant, but I would have a hard time coming up with five wide receivers in the NFL who are more talented than Martavis Bryant. I mean, I think he's about as gifted as you will find. Potential superstar. This is crazy. A year from now, we might be saying that Martavis Bryant is the Steelers' best wide receiver. And that's even if Brown's around. I really have that kind of, you know, hopes for this young man but obviously the questions aren't his talent it's staying clean by all accounts that's not an issue right now uh the Steelers do have a really good history of drafting third round wide receivers fourth round wide receivers even errors they drafted in the seventh round flashed they got Eli Rogers basically for nothing so I don't see wide receiver as a big need 
but that's a little bit Martavis Bryant dependent. You know, there, during the season, there was a lot of talk here. Of, wow, they really need to find a, a number two guy opposite Antonio Brown. Um, and yeah, that, that, there's some truth to that. But the guy is here, and I do think Coates can be that guy too. I think people have sold him too short. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates, because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Okay, on defense for the Steelers... There's not a ton of needs here. You know, you get Hargrave played well. Defensive line was quite good. Even when Cam Hayward was out, he returns. Uh, Ricardo Matthews, who they signed, what, a year ago, is a free agent after this year. I would think you'd like to bring him back on the cheap as a 3-4 defensive end role player. Um, I would really like to see them add one more defensive lineman. And this is probably pie-in-the-sky thinking, but I had mentioned that the Steelers will probably add one free agent of prominence from outside the organization. And I wouldn't mind it if it was a defensive lineman. Just to throw in the rotation a bigger guy. Don Terry Poe, Jonathan Hankins, Brandon Williams. I mean, those guys won't be cheap. I mean, they're big-time quality players. But imagine if you threw that in the mix, and it just gives you a lot more flexibility and you can get away from some of these down the roster guys and have four real quality big men in depth and you know bring the guys along like JD Walton too so I don't think they will go that approach but if I were to bring one guy from outside the organization that wouldn't be a you know really blow the bank apart I wouldn't mind bringing in a big run stuffer with some with some talent like Hankins I mean to me that would be Highly, highly appealing just to throw him into the mix and give you a lot of different fronts, short yardage, first and ten. You know, I mean, put him next to Hargrave. Make this guy the a one technique. Put him next to Hargrave as a three technique with, you know, your two, three, four ends that are really good players. You could bounce them out a little further just for different looks. But I don't think that'll happen. I, I could see them drafting one high and develop them. They have a very good defensive line coach here, Coach Mitchell. Um... I think the biggest need of this team, though, is outside linebacker. Jarvis Jones is sure to be playing somewhere else. James Harrison is also a free agent. He's expressed a lot of interest in returning and playing another year. I would say, James, you're welcome back with open arms. You can still really play the game well. Dupree looks like a big-time keeper as as one starting outside linebacker. But if I were to put a chip down of what's the Steelers' first-round pick... In a very deep edge-rushing class, I think with the 30th pick overall, the Steelers will take a replacement guy to groom behind Harrison. Uh, they still have the Chickalos of the world and those type of guys, moats, that can log snaps. But if they can get a difference maker at the end of round one that plays a little as a rookie and you know is ready to be a starter a year from now, I think that's what they'll end up doing. Um... Another older dude on the defense, along with Harrison, is Lawrence Timmons. He's 30. He made a fortune this past year, and the Steelers uh, pretty much bit the bullet, paid his money to allow him to go, you know, and that's opening up some cap room now. They're paying off for it now. But he played better down the stretch than a lot of us thought, you know. I mean, 
He's really a two-down linebacker. I mentioned Carlos Williams' brother, Vince. He looks like he's ready to step in and do that role, too. Shazier is a star, but he's also often injured. I think kind of like Harrison, that Steelers would like to bring Timmons back on a short-term, pretty team-friendly deal. And I would think Timmons would be open to that. And maybe you draft another, you know, but I think you could probably go one more year without addressing the inside linebacker position via the draft, at least in a high, you know, capacity. The secondary, often maligned, Tom Brady tore them apart. I understand all those things, but I have high hopes for the secondary. I mean, the only guy that they stand to lose is Shamarco Thomas. He's never really fit in here. Hasn't worked out well for him at all. I would think he's gone. Um, They might get Golson back, the second-round pick from two years ago. He's been hurt every year. He's been in the league both years. Uh, I know they have very high hopes for him. I would think Burns in his second year is ready to step up. He showed a lot of good things. Same with Sean Davis. Mitchell's a very solid safety. Gay and Cockrell are solid. I don't think you ever turn your nose up. And again, this is a, the more I'm learning about this draft class, and we're going to talk draft tomorrow with a guest, it's a really good draft class in a lot of positions, and actually a lot of positions that the Steelers could use. And the corner class and the safety class is really good. And I've heard people saying, that know more about the draft than I do, saying you can find starters at those two spots on the third day of the draft. And you know, the, So maybe the Steelers do go that road. I mean, uh, those are positions you never turn your nose up either, especially if they can get a corner with length and maybe some man coverage ability to try to uh, go that direction, which is something I thought they might be doing more when, when the drafting of Burns, and maybe they will going forward, but they were a heavy zone team, obviously, this past year. But overall, I mean, I think the Steelers are in really good shape. Like I said, they have more cap space than usual for where they sit. Um, their stars aren't going anywhere, at least for the you know, very short term. Bell, Brown, Ben. Uh, you get Bryant back. I think that's gigantic. I don't see gashing needs you know maybe a tight end high and a really tight end friendly draft certainly an edge rusher high I mean I think that certainly will happen no matter what first or second round I think that's basically a guarantee in a very good edge rushing class you know I'd like to add a defensive lineman to the mix I mean that's where I would go from outside the outside the building but I doubt they will um and maybe a running back, you know, secondary, maybe if a guy falls to you, but that's a nice position to sit in when you're sitting here entering free agency. Maybe you add one guy, like I said, from outside the building, sit there on the draft and bring back a couple of your own that I mentioned, Harrison, Timmons, a couple of those guys. And you could basically take best athlete available all through a very deep stock draft at positions you could use guys. So uh, I think things are very promising for this organization. So that is a wrap. Tomorrow, I promised we're going to talk draft. We have a really good guest on, coming on. I will tell you more about him tomorrow. A uh, long time. He's been doing this a long time and knows his stuff. I'll, I'll just preface it with that. Uh, and that's a wrap. Over and out. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17